You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again, everyone, and welcome back to the Sprott Money News Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us this morning is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Going to be fun to be with you here. I just want to remind everyone this weekly wrap-up is brought to you by the Sprott Money Precious Metals Storage Program. We have five international storage vaults and the most competitive prices in the industry. Visit our international storage page at SprottMoney.com to learn more. Eric, it's been a very interesting week full of political unrest in the U.S. and also some some rather interesting economic data that suddenly is bringing a, an interest rate hike as soon as March into the picture. What do you make of all this, my friend? Well, there's obviously a lot of intrigue going on here. Uh, uh, to me, maybe the big so how long can this market keep market keep going? We saw break on Thursday. Uh, looks like Friday may be a little weak here. Uh, there was even some thought of some hedge fund who was offside called Catalyst that they got offside big time and uh, w- might have been a factor causing the market to go up. We have, of course, all this swirling around of the um, political fighting uh, with uh, uh, Mike Flynn being bounces the national security. Ahead, uh, the press conference of Trump, where he was berating the press ad nauseum. Uh, the uncertainty of, of where we're all going here. He's promised certain things during the campaign. One of them, by the way, was audit the Fed. Uh, meanwhile, he's got a lot of Goldman guys there. So I'm sure most people don't have any idea what's exactly going to happen. I think most people, myself included, find it scary that the volatility uh, in the words is kind of uh, almost off the scale. So I think it's a, it's affecting people's willingness to uh, to be in stocks. Uh, it's certainly affecting their willingness to consider having gold in their portfolio. So I think uh, all in all, the political uncertainty and the, uh, the, the possible involvement, you know, I mean, when he talks about, well, I'm going to do, well, I'll tell you what I do when I'm going to when I've decided what to do. I mean, just crazy kind of comments that uh, I'm sure the average guy would find scary. So it's uh, an interesting time for precious metals right now. And then in the face of this, we've gotten some economic data this week that I mean, seems dubious on the face of it. All of a sudden, the CPI and the PPI here in the States is soaring. And I might point out it's the same folks that crank out the CPI crank out the employment numbers every month. So there gives you right. some idea of who we're dealing with here. But nonetheless, uh, if those numbers are accurate, we are now in a period of significantly negative real interest rates. That might be driving gold, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, I mean, I've never been a believer in the uh, CPI data ever, ever, ever. I mean, I, uh, the problem I have is I live and I see things. And believe me, they were never under 2%, okay, whether it's rent or health care costs or you know, insurance or real estate taxes. I mean, they're all uh, in the certainly mid single digits, if not higher. And of course, healthcare is always double digits. And healthcare is a big part of everyone's budget now. So I've never believed the data. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I subscribe to the thesis that the Fed wants an excuse to raise. So I don't really think they need an excuse. I mean, they can raise. I mean, we're only talking, we're at 50 basis points, for goodness sake. You know, Normal. I don't know what's normal now. Three and a half percent or something. We're at fifty beeps. Um, but yes, uh, you always have to uh, to wonder whether the data is meant to 
to accomplish something in particular. Maybe maybe it's to scare people that that rates are going to go up. Uh, just sort of they they calm down and and stick to the the proper script, or that the Fed has things under control, things that are serving the purposes of the powers that be rather than the purposes of uh, of the people. And of course, before when they were always understating inflation, it was serving the purposes of the government and and going totally against the people who had to pay those prices. So I think prices are going up. Uh, I was just contemplating, you know, you announced that CPI is up 0.6% in a month. That's 7.2% a year annualized without the compounding. If I compound it, it probably works out to about 8% a year. Now that's a serious amount of inflation with 50 interest rates. So yes, it very well dry people to thinking that they uh, should own gold here as protection against the uh, the decline in value of the currency because of inflation. Well, and as you point out, people are, are certainly looking that way. Here we are on a Friday morning. Uh, the price of gold is making new highs for all of 2017, new recovery highs since those lows in December, and silver's back above $18 and actually back above its all-important 200-day moving average. So the trend looks to be our friend here. Technically, of course, everything looks good here, and uh, I think there's a big physical story happening. Um, I, I see articles on the demand in India coming back. I see articles on the amount of trading in the Shanghai gold. Just jumped. as we saw number last month in the month of December, where Switzerland shipped 158 tons to China in the month of December. I mean, it's unheard of gold. Don't mind about 220 tons a month. So uh, the physical story is, is is coming together here. The technicals all look great. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, when there's good news in a mining stock, there's a lot of action in those stocks. I've seen lots of stocks go up by 100% and 200%. Uh, when good drilling news is coming out or good production or something positive has happened the market seems quite willing to uh, to pay up for these things now so that's a very encouraging sign as well and as you say there seems to be demand for metal in all of its forms whether it's the actual physical which is what you and i prefer obviously whether it is uh, open interest which is surging on the electronic exchanges gosh there's in the comex there's now over a billion ounces of virtual silver that have been created to feed into the speculators the gld inventory here in the states is now surging uh, back up over 44 metric tons this month i know you follow the etfs all around the world as well it sure seems like there is demand for metal in all its forms at this point isn't it well there's really so much uncertainty right i mean you have your brexit thing you have your frexit you have the Greece situation, you have the Spanish banking problem, you have the uh, uh, change in government possibly in the Netherlands uh, we have our own I mean we probably got the best of all situations here with the new administration in the United States uh, that not too many people have probably figured out where it's going so the, the certainty is incredible we seem to almost maybe have some taunting by Russia here with these Missiles they're firing off and the boat getting within 30 miles. Uh, some airplanes buzzing a, a U.S. carrier. You kind of wonder, you know, what's really happening here? So, um, yeah, lots of people are are uh, going towards precious metals and, and generalists at that. I think that's important that, you know, when Stan Druckenberg back in, Ray Dalio now talks about gold quite often here. 
Uh, I think there was a survey came out of uh, a, a number of uh, institutional fund managers, and something like 33% of them thought gold was undervalued. Now, that's a lot of people mm-hmm. thinking as gold is undervalued, and, and they're prepared to act on it because gold is... Uh, is, is less than 1% of all the financial assets out there. So you can't have 33% of the guys liking it and all of a sudden moving in because they'll just overwhelm, at which they might be doing on the comics. As you point out, you have a billion ounces. I, I put it the other way. You have a b- billion ounces short. <laughs> That's yeah. the scarier thing. Um, and, and the open interest in gold has been rising very rapidly these last few days. So uh, somebody's been shorting shorting uh, both silver and gold into these buyers, and I'm not so sure that the buyers are going to be dissuaded with all that you and I have talked about that's going on around them. And I think it probably will build here, and particularly as the, the group's done so well this year, both the metals and particularly the stocks, that I, as they did last year, by the way. So I think we're going to see a continuation of this, uh, what we've had this great eight-week trend to start this year off. One last question, Eric, and I, and I want to touch again on your expertise in owning and buying and managing the shares uh, because, again, your wisdom and experience is, is unmatched in the industry. And we're at this point now, again, where the shares are starting to get uh, a lot of people looking at them. And one of the things I've been watching are the two big ETFs here in the States, the GDX and the GDXJ. And both of them now are moving back above their own 200-day moving averages. With all this other physical demand and, and the awareness that you mentioned from the institutional community, what are the chances that with, a, with this kind of positive technical picture that money begins to really flow back into the sector, a lot of the same money that, that flowed out back in the fourth quarter? Sure. Well, I can guarantee you, Craig, there's a lot of money going into the gold area and silver area. Uh, because I'm based in Toronto for the most part, uh, that's almost the gold capital of the world in terms of financings. I mean, there's financings happening every day there, like multiple financings. And they're all oversubscribed. They go to premiums. Uh, there seems to be a great willingness on uh, part of institutional investors to invest in things. Um, I just was witnessing this morning, I think there's a small company going to do a $15 million issue. They're an explorer, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. And it's already tripled this year. <laughs> and, and I'm sure it'll be oversubscribed. That, that's the way it's working right now. Plus, people are like the institutions that are putting money into the ETFs. The ETF, in turn, has to go and buy, buy the airline stock. And it's creating a huge tsunami of buying uh, coming into the space, whether it's the, the ETFs buying or the individuals buying a story. And the stocks have acted incredibly well so far this year. And, I mean, they can just get, get totally carried away because I think the stocks might represent like less than one-half of one percent of the value of all stocks. So if you get, you know, the world thinking they, they should be involved here, I mean, you can, you can see some uh, substantial moves in, uh, in all the gold stocks going forward here. Especially Particularly if we get to some of the targets that some people are looking at. If they got the $1,400 gold, I mean, I would tell you that the stocks will go up 50 to 100%. I mean, it's just, it's almost a given. So and if we pretty get, good. If we get some of that rotation out of, I guess we'll call it the regular stocks, <laughs> uh, it's because yeah. the, the, the geopolitical and the political stuff you're talking about, and like you said, if that prompts gold to go further, we could really get, like as you said, a kind of tsunami of cash flowing into the sector. Well, we're already in a bull market. I mean, it's it's 
we've had a, a well north of 20% rise in all those uh, ETFs and, and various gold indices. So we're in a bull market. And uh, I'm always amazed. Like the, the other day, I think we had about an $8 increase in the price of gold, in the, which is, uh, call it, uh, two-thirds of one percent of the increase, and the, the, the stock went up two percent. That's kind of leverage you get. You yeah. know, you get two and a half, three to one, so it's, it's quite exciting when when uh, gold and silver are going up here. These stocks are going to be very exciting, and of course, I'm most hopeful for silver here. I'm, I've been shocked, actually, that there's been very little buying of silver in the silver ETF, the physical silver ETF. I mean, that's got to happen here. <laughs> we see all this trading and all these Positions going on, but seemingly no silver ever enters the uh, the uh, the SLV inventory. Well, that's coming because uh, silver is not going to be left behind in this parade. In fact, they'll lead ultimately lead the parade. So that that's going to be quite exciting. Look, looking forward here. Hopefully, it'll all carry over in the next week. We've got a market holiday here in the U.S. on Monday, but it should make for uh, even more volatility as we get into the week. I look forward to talking to you again next Friday to wrap it all up once again. Okay, Craig. It's been, we've had a great start to 17. Let's hope it keeps going. All the best to you and the listeners. Thank you very much, Eric. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 